Innovate with Adele presents Leading Through Your Heart, a leadership show exploring the challenges executive and business owners face in the workplace and how tapping into personal purpose and vision can bring the change most needed now. Adele DeMarco is an executive leadership coach and consultant with 20 years experience coaching leaders and teams from over 100 organizations. She builds on a background in neuroscience, anthropology, and organizational behavior, and brings her decades of studying and applying the science of universal laws and success. Now, here's your host, Adele DeMarco. Hello, hello, beautiful people. Adele here of Innovate with Adele. Thank you for listening in to Leading Through Your Heart, a leadership show about leading through your heart from your creative side to make your business and the whole of your life the best it can be while also growing the world to a place of positive change. Speaking of which, today's show is focused on transformation and transformational leadership. We will be focusing on of course, our inner work and the Adele report. Our inner work today is about living in the land of both and with Innovate. That's Innovate principle number one, living in the land of both and, and how both our pain and our joy are the most important clues on our path of transformation. And our Adele report today, we of course have a guest, Myra Rosario. She's here in our studio today and I am so grateful, so grateful she's here with us. So delighted. Myra's going to speak about the current times and transformation business leaders are experiencing. She's going to share a personal story about race that we, as we've been talking about, given that race and racism in America is very up right now. And she's going to talk about racial peace. And also, Myra's going to share with us her favorite Innovate principle and why, which even I don't know what that is. So I'm really looking forward to hearing that. All right. I'm trying to stay quiet in the background. (laughs) Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. So diving into our inner work today, you know, transformation, transforming inside out. We are called to be the leaders the world needs now. And it starts with ourselves. In fact, starting with ourselves is the most powerful place we can start. And quite honestly, it's the only place we can start. You see, we are all the leaders the world needs now. Every single one of us is the leader the world needs now. You know, we're in a different era of leadership today. The old era of leadership looks around and says, hey, where's the guy? Typically the guy, sometimes the gal. Where's the guy in charge? In this new era, the era that the coronavirus is significantly ushering in, instead of looking around for leadership, we're called to look within. We look within to see and appreciate the gifts, the talents, the passions that each of us has, and to recognize that those talents, those passions are the blueprint for our leadership. Those passions, those gifts, those talents are the answer to the question you may be asking, which I know so many people are asking right now, what is it that I can do now? to facilitate change? How can I help? What am I here to serve? 
And the most powerful place we can look to find that answer is to look inside our hearts. What is it that moves your heart? And what is it that brings you joy? And even more powerfully and often more difficult, but so important, we look into our hearts to find what it is that's bringing us the most pain. Because you see, both our joy and our pain are our paths to leadership. The transformational path to leadership is the path where we tap into our hearts for the courage to look at our pain and to be able to feel it and walk through it and to be brought out to the other side of it in a more powerful, peaceful, free place. I'm going to say that again. It's our path of pain to feel it, to walk through it, and to come out the other side of it that brings us to our most powerful place to lead. Now, what I have found in my journey, living in the land of both and, is that the more I invest in what brings me joy, the more I simply do the things that I find fun, the things that bring me more alive, that feed my heart and feed my soul, that actually builds my ability to look at my pain to feel it and to be able to move through it, right? It's doing the things that bring me joy that build my heart's capacity to look at my pain, to feel it and move through it. But to not move through it so fast that I don't see the gift that it's here to give me. That's the path of transformational leadership. Whatever the situation is that has brought me my greatest pain, That's where our treasure lies. There's a treasure underneath our pain. The challenge is I've got to, we've got to slow down enough to find it. Now, I've talked on the show several times about a man by the name of Napoleon Hill. He wrote back and published in 1937, the classic success book, Think and Grow Rich. He's the man who studied thousands of the world's most successful people 100 years ago. And in in his research, he found that every adversity, every adversity has within it the seeds of greatness. But those seeds must be found, they must be planted, and they must be nurtured in order for us to gain the harvest of what that pain and adversity has brought us. Now, I'm a fan as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, right? That's what this show is, is uh, focused on. Our audience, are, is, it's about leadership in organizational life and business life. And of course, that includes entrepreneurs. And there's never been a more powerful time to be an entrepreneur than now in the midst of COVID-19. So I'm a fan of Entrepreneur Magazine. And I was reading it recently, and I came across an article written by a therapist by the name of Sherry Campbell. And she talks about the seven inevitable stages of pain that you'll go through before you reach success the seven inevitable stages. And here's what she says. Stage number one, you will feel pain. Every successful person, she says, travels a painful journey. 
and that suffering is an integral and essential part of any real pursuit of success, right? Nothing about success comes easy, but every painful story, she says, has the potential to have a successful ending, right? And that's what we with the Innovate, we focus on is the successful ending. And we know that that's the focusing on that is what helps us get through the suffering so that it doesn't take us down, right? And she says, you may as well just accept suffering as a travel companion rather than resist it, which actually creates more struggle. And she says to see each day as a day that you are blessed with new chances and opportunities to start from the place to find yourself, right? Uncertainty, she says, and stress are inevitable, right? And this, beautiful people, is why the practice of gratitude is so essential in your, in your innovation journey. The practice of gratitude is what helps us move through that. And she also says a little stress can actually push us in a positive direction, right? We're going to have a little stress. It's part of the journey. Right. So that was number one. Number two, she says, you will want to give up prematurely. She says, as you wander through more and more, and I know I've experienced this directionless times on your journey, you will experience intense moments of feeling lost and hopeless. It is part of the process. And she said, it is during these times that you must hold tight to your vision. That's what we say in Innovate all the time. Number one, hold on to your vision. And holding on to your vision is what helps you take control of your motivation. Now, in Innovate, we call it, you must feed your faith and starve your fear, right? Because you've got to prepare yourself to fight that voice of fear that comes into your head. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to want to take you down, but you've got to hold on to your dream and move through even when you don't feel like it. The quickest way to derail your dream to your success is to focus too much and give in to the feeling that comes up that tells you not to do it, that tells you not to go forward. Quitting right when you're on the front lines of those critical moments keeps you living amongst the average. The successful person perseveres and rises. There's a quote, actually, Napoleon Hill, he says, and he says to write this in big letters and post it somewhere in your house. He says, a quitter never wins and a winner never quits. Right. So real quickly, I'm going to just quickly breeze through the next three, um, the next of the seven steps. Number three, she says you will lose relationships. It's part of the journey. Right. Success takes a tremendous amount of effort and sacrifice. But. As you succeed, your path will narrow and there are fewer people at the top, but you will have those people who believe in you, those partners in believing that will be with you. She says people will discourage you. Number four, the road less travel will have an audience full of small minded people that want to scare you and discourage you from following your dream. Right. Again, all the more important of why to have people around you and innovate. We call it a circle of support partners in believing people who even if you have two people who believe in your dream it's worth the effort number five you will be hated number for no reason she says and she goes on to say you will doubt yourself but she says in the end in the end it's what brings us through step number eight is to success so know that your pain is part of the process and you will come through to a place of success, that place that you've been holding in your heart as your dream. So that's a wrap for the first half of our show, the inner work for today. When we get back, we'll have our amazing special guest, Myra Rosario, to talk about what's happening in Cleveland, part of her journey of innovation. So stay tuned. We'll be back in a minute. Come on, here we go. Hey. Bum, 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 bum it up. Sunshine. Yeah. 
If you're a business or organizational leader and would like to learn how to embrace this time of challenge as a time of growth, transformational growth, then call Adele DeMarco, host of Innovate, at 216-905-1199. That's 216-905-1199. Adele DeMarco has over 20 years experience coaching, so if you're an executive leader and would like to uplevel your leadership and lead from your creative side, engage Adele as your leadership coach. Tap into the power of your heart, the most powerful engine for change. Investing now can help you leverage this time to install a new operating system for your company or your team. Call for a free consultation at 216-905-1199. That's 216-905-1199. And check us out on the web at Yinnovate.com. Gonna be a transformation in your heart and soul. Gonna be a transformation, baby, now that you know. Get used to righteousness when it makes you feel whole. Gonna be a transformation, baby, down in your soul. Oh, my gosh, welcome back. What a gorgeous song by that man, the van. Almost brought me to tears just listening to it. Welcome back to Leading Through Your Heart. Again, Adele here of Innovate with Adele. I'm here with my amazing partner in believing, <laughs> my sister in innovation, yes. Myra Rosario is back as our guest today. Mm-hmm. And she is here to be the feature of the Adele Report. Oh, I love <laughs> these setups. <laughs> if you're just tuning in, if you're just tuning in, the theme of our show today is transformation and transformational leadership and the fact that it is both our pain and our joy that shows us the path that we are meant to lead, that each of us is here to lead. And that's why I'm so honored in the spirit of leadership and leading through your heart to have Myra here as our guest today, because you of most of the people in my life has been such a testament to the power of leading through pain and leading from joy to bring transformation for yourself and for others in the world. So thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you. Thank you. I, you know, I have to say that, you know, um, I look at March 13th, 2020, almost as a new beginning. Wow. Say more. Well, I mean, like, you know, so much has changed in regards to like COVID specifically has been such a testament to shine who we truly are as leaders yes right yes and the areas of our of our lives that really weren't serving any good you know that were really you know um unnecessary time killers unnecessary relationships you know right. and so um you know i'm so grateful to be here today because it's been about six weeks since i've been on the show and yeah you know i was laughing i'm like getting ready i'm like popping my curls and throwing on my heels and i'm like what's going on i've been wearing tennis shoes and sandals and <laughs> hospital socks i love hospital socks that's what i've been wearing for the last six weeks so thank you for the invite to be on the show today because you know I'm, i do miss you and and I also know, like, this has just been another up level it of transforma- transformation yes. that I've already experienced as being a innovator. Oh, my God. You, yeah, I'm <laughs> thrilled. And I just want to say, you look great in heels and your hair looks amazing. <laughs> so you. I even busted some heels out myself. I must have gotten the where are your heels memo today. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, what you said is so powerful and so true. I mean, that's what I'm experiencing, too, that coronavirus is here to shine the light of awareness on what no longer serves us. Yes. Right. And it's Mm -hmm. up to us. We have free will. Yeah. It's up to us to choose what we want to let go of and what we want to keep and build and strengthen. Right. Right. And that that is the journey of transformation. And we know, you know, you've heard me say from a spiritual perspective, Corona, we know, you know, (laughs) I love love how you roll your R's in (laughs) honor of all Latinos and Latinas. We just love it. It's my Sicilian background. Uh, (laughs) I got a little bit of the R, a little bit of the R in my twirling in my heritage. Um, But that. You know, that it's here to, to help us transform and grow. It's Absolutely. really here and to service. So I want to hear from you. You know, you're the woman on the street. What have <laughs> you been hearing and seeing? Because you just kept working. You are that working mama. What have you seen and experienced transformation in our in businesses and our business community in this past time since COVID-19 landed in mid-March? Well, um, wow. You know, Adele, it's it's. I mean, I think that we need to really realize and come to the realization that times have changed. Things are different. You know what I mean? Um, One of the things and the positive things that I've seen is how many mothers, business mothers, mothers that work full time jobs are not only doing their job like they're, you know, being able to produce high quality work and being with their children more, being able to be home more, you know, so like I have a friend, you know, she has a job that she has to check in and check out and she's, you know, leaves the house before she would leave the house at seven in the morning to start work at 830. Now she's starting work at 830 and ending at six or, or whatever it is. And she's home. So she's saving four or five hours a day. And she's able to keep up with the home more she's able to be with the children more and it was the thing that we didn't really know that was off balance yeah right and she just got an announcement um her name's lisa consolo shout out hope you don't mind i'm sharing your story (laughs) but i was really inspired because she was just sharing how productive she is working from home and how much more she's able to manage her home, the home. Because, you know, as moms, you know, we work full time jobs. We do the same work that the you know other males do and we manage the home. We do the cooking and the cleaning and the home. And, and so this this has been such a gift and evidence to corporations that some people have the discipline to work from home Absolutely. and can be more productive. And what better than to have a healthy family and for mothers to be more attentive to their children during this time oh my gosh absolutely speak it speaking the truth <laughs> over there and it's like people say we don't want to you know when do we get it back to normal and it's making us realize that normal wasn't so great anyhow it wasn't healthy for so many of us it yeah. wasn't healthy we were living out of balance yeah mm-hmm. there was so much imbalance yeah and i love what you're saying of of how much many many women were really working two jobs managing the home and work i also want to give a quick shout out to the men who help with home like my yeah. hubby chris caius who helps with the home <laughs> yes. and the men out there who do who yeah. share that workload but we know that for so many of us and oh yeah josh <laughs> Josh, Josh, our sound producer, who helped pick up an ink cartridge this morning for his wife at home. Um, that 
You know, but it's basically, it's bringing balance. It's really yeah. ushering in balance. Not, not, not to uh, mention nature, you know, spending more, more nature. nature. Oh I'm gosh. seeing people walking and yes. just planting. I'm seeing a lot of people gardening and, you know, spending more time in nature. So I just want to thank nature and the universe for giving us this pause. Yes. This is an example of what Innovate talks about, right? Slow, Slow down. down. I'm to a speed up. There it is. Slow down to speed up. I mean, uh, to be honest, like I said, because now they're being more productive and we're saving more time and home is first. Yes. Home. A reestablishment of the top priority, which is home. Yeah. I mean, so healing I'm, home, healing home. Yes. And, you know, I've for me personally, as an entrepreneur, I am so grateful. This was for me, even though it was hard as a single mom and a single parent, being an entrepreneur during this time, like now I feel like a, more of a leader now than ever to help mm. other people and say, hey, you know, the habits, the disciplines and the things that entrepreneurs need for balance. Right. Right. And so, like, everybody's an entrepreneur now. <laughs> You know, know right? right? Hey, welcome to the party, guys. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> this is what it looks like. This is what it feels like. So that's right. And that's yeah. what. It, yeah, it's beautiful. Now, thank you, Myra. Yeah. Beautifully said. And you know, in the spirit of things changing and not going back, the acknowledging that the way things worked before weren't that great to begin with. Mm-hmm. And given what's been going on in our country in the past few weeks um, with the death of George Floyd, you know, you and I were having a really honest conversation at our at my kitchen table in our home yesterday as yeah. we were um, sitting six feet apart from each other, of course, <laughs> um, preparing for the show and working on our business because you are my media producer for Innovate. And you told me a really powerful story about race. Yeah. And about that happened in your work environment. Would you be so kind to share with our listeners today that story? It was so powerful and so beautiful. Yeah, sure. I mean, so, you know, I always, I always, you know, the racial, I just, I'm going to be honest. You know, talking about race isn't comfortable. And that's the conversation that we're having, right? We don't like to have uncomfortable conversations. Right. But we need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. It's the leadership trait. Yeah. And it's not personal that I, I don't feel comfortable with the conversation it's just more of like protecting my energy i don't like to have think about things negatively but it is a real thing and it is time to talk about it It yeah it is so you know um during these last uh uh, six weeks you know i i work downtown so i travel downtown and i really was kind of like by myself you know because i'm in radio and broadcast which is essential and um one of my encounters that i had a couple weeks ago was you know you know i it's kind of interesting but i was positioned where it was march 13th and i had to go to work and i was dealing with my own internal i guess you can say guilt and shame of having to go to work and potentially putting my family at harm with the virus okay right so you know i work in the fourth floor of a building downtown and when i went to go onto an elevator there was this uh black um ups man that i see and he tried to enter the elevator with me and I put my hand out to him like, no, and then the door shut. And in that moment, my heart hurt because I knew that that man at that moment didn't really take it as if I'm saying, hey, I'm trying to be healthy for my family. Please don't come on the elevator. I don't want to catch the virus. Mm -hmm. He took it as I was shunning him because he was a black man. And that broke my heart. 
And I knew it because, you know, gratefully, you know, my career, I started at Radio One, which is Urban African American Radio, which is 93.1 and 107.9, you know, and I've dated in interracial relationships and being friends with black people. And, you know, I mean, I used to, you know, I've, I've seen it, you know, and What's the, it, the, um, the racism, the racism. Yeah. You know. And, you know, I've even had my own issues in the black community that I know that aren't even my own thoughts. You yeah. know, like they're they're just things and voices that I've heard as a child, like, you know, don't date outside of your race. If you date outside your race, blah, blah, blah. I was born in 76. So you could imagine the words that follow the, you know, things like that. But that's not the truth of how I felt, you know, or anything. It wasn't your truth. It was just words that were imparted into you. But it wasn't your truth. It wasn't my truth, but you you adopt it because you hear it from your parents and you yeah. hear it from at your church yeah. and you hear it from everywhere, yeah, right? That's why I consider myself a recovering racist, recovering yeah. from racism. Because you don't know you have it, you know, until you address it. So, right. so uh, about a week ago, I saw the same UPS man and I said to him, and this was before the riots, I said, excuse me. The uprising. The, yes. Before the uprising? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so I said to the UPS man, I said, you know, excuse me, could I talk to you for a minute? I said, you know, I just want you to know the other day when the elevator shut down, I was going through my own internal shame about having to go to work and putting my family in jeopardy. But when I shunned you, I felt really guilty because I felt like that's how you get treated all the time. Like, black man walking my way, turn and walk the other way. Black man walking in the elevator, get out the elevator. Black man pulling up to the car, drive through the red light. I mean, come on, it gets that extreme. Yeah, it does. You know? It's on our deep subconscious. Yeah. So I told him, I says, you know, this social distancing reminds me of what you experience all the time. People are always trying to stay six feet away from a black man sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he was very shocked that I said to him, I want you to know that it wasn't be that it was because I wanted to be safe. And it was like, I am so grateful that I follow and my spirit when it tells me to speak to somebody, because I just hope and pray UPS man, if you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> that maybe that I'm a testament that not everybody feels that way. Yeah. Yeah. You and know, you, and how did he respond, Myra? It's such a beautiful story. Yeah. When you said that to him a week ago. You know, he was shocked. He just kind of like he, he, his, he, his breath was taken away. Like, is she I the fact that I acknowledged that he's a black man. People try to stay away from you, but I wasn't trying to stay away from you. And I just want you to know that I honor you. And I just see you as just being human and I'm human. I work, you work, I want to be safe. And that's the only reason why I didn't want to have you in my space. It gave him freedom. I, I know it did because, you know, he had a little pep in his step. And I was like, <laughs> oh, and it gave me freedom too because I, I really wouldn't, I didn't like that feeling. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I commend you. That is a beautiful leadership <laughs> moment, right? To speak your truth. Mm -hmm. And what I hear through that story too is healing, you know, healing. For both. For both of you. So beautiful. Thank so we've got just a few minutes left here, Myra. I know you wanted you wanted to share. I want to hear from you. You've been a innovator now. We've been working together as the innovator for three years. Yes. And you said you, you wanted to share your favorite innovate principle. 
and why? What is that? Okay. Share with so, us. And share with me. I yeah. want to know. <laughs> I know. Curious minds want to know. <laughs> Just so you know, intentionally, uh, Adele doesn't know what my favorite Innovate principle is. <laughs> but um, So I've been a innovator for three years. And when I think about when I first started this Innovate process with you and where I was mm-hmm. and how, I, I, like I said to you the other day, I ate the blue pill. <laughs> things got really messy for me when I decided to transform or when I decided to make a change I lost my boyfriend I lost my job I lost my money I lost like everything right but the my favorite innovate principle is this is what it looks like while it's all coming together Mm, you want to like explain to our listeners and I just want to acknowledge that I'm that is a innovate principle borrowed from my mentor Mary Morrissey so essentially this is what it looks like while it's all coming together is the acknowledgement this is what it meaning the conditions of our life look like while it our dream our vision is coming into being and walking in the world with this is what it looks like while it's all coming together is a testament to the power of standing in our dream and our vision, knowing that it is real, knowing that it is the infinite, the creator's intention for us, mm-hmm. knowing that it is our intuition telling us what is absolutely coming into to be, to pass, mm-hmm. and that the pra- path and the process to it is messy. Right. And the more we just affirm, okay, well, this messiness is just part of the process, right? That's why we talk about the pain, right? The joy is holding on to the dream, and the pain is the messiness that we need to go through, to, to walk through to endure through, to transcend, to get to our dream. And that's what builds our strength. Yeah. And, and to be honest, this, the racial things and the uprising that's happening, this is the way and the path to the peace. It it is. It is. We've got to walk This is what it looks like. This is what it looks like while it's all coming together. Heaven on earth. That's what I call, we are giving birth to a new earth and it is happening now. And it's just, that's why we're, it's our time. We're all called to be leaders and to step into our own leadership, our unique leadership in this time of incredible change to be the, to be the change the world needs now. So that's a wrap for our show today. Thank you. Thank thank you, you. Myra, for being here. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy (laughs) having you back. Thank (laughs) Thank you for tuning in. And remember, as you go forward, your heart is your most powerful engine for change. Bye for now. Walk through the valley of the shadow.